Greetings of the day, everyone. I am privileged to welcome you all into the third edition of Foreign City Literature Festival, organized by SGR Knowledge Foundation in association with GH Raisoni University, powered by Raisoni Group of Institutions, a platform that celebrates wisdom, experiences, narratives, and notions from all walks of life. Having said that, it is thrilling to be here with you all today. I am Nidhi Baghel, delighted to be your anchor for today's session, Nidha Finds a Way, by Ms. Samina Mishra, in conversation with Ms. Shikha Khare. Ms. Samina Mishra is a filmmaker, writer, and teacher who thinks children are wiser than grown-ups and can always find a way around them. She loves cats and goats, narices and frangipani flowers, and endless cups of tea. It is an honor to have you with us, Samina Mishra, ma'am. And this gets even more delightful as we have Ms. Shikha Khare, who will be in conversation with her as the moderator. Ms. Shikha Khare is an entrepreneur and trainer for various skills development programs for the last 15 years, where she has trained 10,000 plus candidates to become job ready. Not just that, she is also the Vice President of Vidar Industries Association's Ladies Entrepreneur Wing. It is a pleasure to have you with us today, ma'am. I once again welcome you both. Also, before moving ahead, I would like to take a moment and acknowledge the support of Penguin Publishers as their association is valuable for two OCL. Now, my dear audience, you are about to experience a conversation between two very dynamic individuals. So without skipping a moment, I humbly invite Shiva Khare ma'am to lead us ahead. Over to you, ma'am. Thanks a lot, Nidhi. And it's indeed a pleasure to be in conversation with a dynamic woman who is a filmmaker, who is teacher and an author. So Samina, it's great to have you and share the screen with you. I'm excited and a warm welcome to all the audience who are watching us live here. So without wasting any time, uh, the first thing first, so when did you discover your passion for writing? Ah, well, thank you, first of all, for having me here. It's uh, always nice to reach out to new audiences and uh, new readership. When did I discover? I guess, I mean, I, as a child, I, I used to read a lot. I mean, uh, I, I love stories even as a child. And, you know, as most children do, if you like to read, then you like to also write. So I used to write in this very, uh, you know, trying to copy in it blighting type of way. Uh, so I think I always sort of was interested. Um, but I didn't, I didn't really know if I would sort of, you know, uh, it would become part of what I do uh, professionally uh, in the way right. I do it now, perhaps still later. I knew I was interested in doing things around media. I knew I was interested in doing things with and for children uh, as I was studying uh, in my various right. uh, sort of programs. But that maybe came a little bit later that uh, that I could actually maybe write something and put it out there and somebody would be interested in reading it. <laughs> right. So I was doing a little research and then um, because I loved your introduction and I was actually uh, sitting with my daughter and telling her uh, that she loves goats, she <laughs> loves uh, <laughs> Nasus flower and Frangivini flower and she loves 
cats and she said mom this is the kind of introduction that should be there i said yeah <laughs> i'm glad to know that a child thinks so yeah. because it was so, written keeping them in mind <laughs> yes so she was really like oh mama it's going to be fun and she's watching us live by the way so uh come, you know moving ahead further i even did a research so i got to understand that you did your graduation from st stephen's college delhi yeah and uh, so during your uh, graduation were you a part of might be uh, storytelling or arts and drama and uh, how did you get into filmmaking like okay so i did history at the undergraduate level and mm -hmm. uh, yeah i was involved in a few things in in uh, college but at that time uh, not you know there was no storytelling and all in the way that it has become you know in the last two decades here Uh, yeah. but there was college festivals and you know that kind of thing uh i knew that i wanted to do something with the media i was not very right. sure on like sort of uh what part of it what form it yeah. would take so at that time um, the mass communication program uh, uh, particularly the one at jamia millia islamia which was i think one of the first uh, postgraduate mm. programs that had started in the late 80s you know and i right. Uh, my ba i finished i was in my ba 86 to 89 hmm. so uh it became like it was quite a sort of popular and prestigious thing and i knew some seniors who had also applied okay. for it and also i went and visited the center and so i thought of doing that because it had a kind of broad based program you know so right. there was film there was radio there was you know many things in it um and i did that and i think those two years were very important years for me because um i really learned a lot i met different kinds of people like my peers my my classmates were from right. very different kinds of backgrounds they challenged me the way i thought the kinds of things mm. that i started to see um so those were very important years for me i think and that that helped me also then to you know what is edu education actually should be about being able to figure out you know what you want to do how you want to live your Absolutely. life and i mean uh, your purpose really in be, life yeah That's it should correct. start early on but for us i mean definitely in my generation we just like did the thing that was expected and you moved on and moved on and you just tried to do well academically you know that was the only right. thing but i think in those two years i really like understood the things that i enjoyed and that i was skilled at and trying to figure out how the two things can come together for me to uh make my life <laughs> right so i i i also read that you do a lot of workshops and the workshops are more about uh, taking the students to the streets and uh, even uh, uh, yeah it's like uh, uh, yeah it's like uh, a street visit to nizamuddin and you know know your neighborhood and uh, i do so, many kinds of workshops uh, but yes. those are sort of part of some things that i do yeah i mean so it is it like linked with storytelling that that is the way you start you know uh, because you get to know your neighborhood more yeah. it is where you know you become more creative as far as story writing is concerned um so i i do workshops with children in a way that allows them to sort of engage with their world i'm and so that can become your physical world and therefore we've done stuff around the neighborhood and all of that and the one in right. that you're referring to was uh, that um i feel it's really important children are increasingly like brought up in a way where they're like very uh, cloistered 
and you know uh, grown ups are constantly sort of you know putting parameters around them and i think Correct. it's really important that children get a chance to actually engage with the world because that is how you understand what the world is and what is your place in it and what how you want to live and how what you want to do with it uh, for me being yeah. out in the field and on the ground hmm. is very critical because that uh, you know you're right my stories and what i want yeah. to see comes from that interaction you know yes Otherwise, because if we look at this like you were talking yes. about the parameters so in this uh, exactly. book that we are going to talk about today nita finds a way the dad abba i would call him abba he he is very protective highly protective about his daughter so rather than me speaking more about it i want you to okay. tell audience about this this is a lovely cover by the way um, so how did you think about nida nida finds a way because so like that, like i said that i feel very much that you know parents and from coming from a good yeah. place protect being protective but i feel that you know children's lives are very circumscribed and i think children should have the uh, possibility to explore so it come it came from that and it also yeah. came from the need to have stories like that this is a universal thing you know all children and all parents i mean there'll be some different de degrees but that's the sort of struggle um it's like a no but, no no i yes. love that dialogue you know every time it was like abbu was saying no no so no shall i i'm hoping there are children listening to this shall i read a little yes. bit from the book please yeah? please please do that yes okay so it starts off with what is called the bicycle quest right i want to ride a bicycle nida sang out her small hand quite big for a 7 year old she thought was folded into abba's large one as they walked together through the streets of abul fazl enclave the large hand quivered and tried a strange move as if it wanted to hold on not just the whole the small hand but also the wrist maybe the entire arm no 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 abba stopped walking nida looked up his yeah. eyes were round like puris his beard twitched nervously in all directions like the traffic on the street do you Correct. see this road nida looked down at the road it was black like most roads many kinds of wheels rolled past scooter tires car tires yeah. rickshaw wheels bicycle wheels do you see this traffic nida looked up a red maruti was overtaking a faded white tempo a motorcycle was swaying to the right a rickshaw swerving to the left no cycling for you Imran mm -hmm. went past on a cycle much too big for him riding scissor style he was in Nida's class Nida look no hands <laughs> so thought Nida and turned to Abba no not like that she began I don't want to ride like that but Abba's eyes had become rounder his face had become red so yeah this this, this thing of you know parents wanting to protect the child we all experience mm -hmm. it but one of Correct. the things that um, sort of prompted the book was also that um it i feel that it is important that the stories that we read are about all kinds of children and right. uh, we really don't have in um, english language literature and perhaps also in others uh, other languages enough stories about muslim children which are just like regular right. stories you know this thing right. that all children go through and we know yeah i was about to say life, that 
that yeah. all children hindu children muslim children sikh children whatever children will all yeah. everybody has this kind of relationship with their parent where they're trying to push the boundaries but we never yeah. really if muslim children are more often written about then the stories become about them being muslim and you know like having to yeah. either uh, fight for something or i don't know it all is but not instead about the small everyday things and i think that that's really important because otherwise right. we don't think of them as being the same as us you know then they like seem to be another category and not like all children you know no children are children be it hindu or muslim they are children and they have the same kind of relation that they share with their parents uh there's another thing uh to this story i would like you to throw light on this you know if we talk about jamlo walks yeah uh it was about uh, you know the laborers who are returning back during the lockdown if we talk about uh, nida finds a way so it was again um, about the protest and i love the way that you you know actually gave the caption saying it says what test you know it starts with what test so i i really liked it and i you know i would love the audience if they haven't read it you should actually read this book the way it has been put across and i would like you to throw some light about what test <laughs> okay yeah so like i said i think it's really important that children interact with their world right yeah. and i think that sometimes grown ups in their protective zeal sometimes they think that they can shield them from you know difficult yeah. things that are happening in the world but i don't think that actually we can shield them i think the only thing that we can do is to actually talk to them about whatever difficulties are out there so that they can um, make sense of it themselves you know and it's Correct. not it's not as if like they will have like it's a neat little package and everything gets fixed because we know it's not even i'm 52 and i know so many things are unresolved uh, uh, for me and also in the world and that's that is what living is about right so i think that children uh, can do it at their level in the same way as i do it at my level right so right. when i started to write this story it was before the protests actually began okay so the first part right. of the kind of story which is about you know the, the bicycle right, and right. all of yeah. that so it was just this desire to write about a parent child relationship right. and also have this sort of um, muslim uh, girl and because i live in jamia and i familiar with this sort of neighborhood i set it in that neighborhood you know because right. it's largely uh, inhabited by muslim families so i kind of know the thing and i feel it's really important also that our writing should have you know the hmm. texture of our world and that only comes hmm. from things that we are familiar with you know either we Correct. must know them or we must research them well enough to know them so right. uh, i set it here and i sort of wrote up the first thing and then of course all this happened you know in the winter yeah. of 2019 and when that happened uh, you know i said to you in the beginning that i wanted to just write a story where the girl is muslim but it's not about her being muslim it's just about it was a thing yeah correct but when this happened huh. i mean how could it not become part of the story because there was nida yeah. actually living in this neighborhood and if right. i believe that children should engage with things in their world and this is what is hmm. happening in our world then right. it had to become part of nida's story you know and so it became right. about like what does it really mean for right. her to be sort of like a a muslim child in that sense you know suddenly it became hmm. also about that 
and um, I know that also many, uh, you know, there were many attempts. I used to go uh, uh, mm. both to the Jamia protest site and to Shine Bagh. And, uh, you know, I sort of uh, sometimes used to go to the library and I donated some mm. books. Sometimes I would go and do storytelling. Right. And I know that many children came there and they, you know, really it was it was such a vibrant space. They learned. Um, you know, yeah. people were holding the activists over there were holding uh, sessions on the constitution and you know things like that. Yeah. And for many yeah. kids who don't actually who go to just some regular school with not so much you know like where the teachers may not be um, as um, sort of interested in doing things in different ways. These were really mm -hmm. good experiences. This was also education that was happening there for them. And um, this idea then of like the protest and children's place in the public protest became something that yeah. I was interested in. And then of course you have you know beautifully that... brought it in this book. You have beautifully Thank written you. it in this book. Yeah. So I really loved it, and I actually uh, wish everybody goes through it. Um, Shall I so read you a, a, bit, a bit from that? Yeah. Uh, sure. Section? Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll read from this protest section. Where she's, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, maybe I'll read from the bit where, yeah, the what test. Shall I read from the what yeah, test? Yeah, yeah, what test is, yeah. Yeah. That so works. Nida was finishing her homework when she heard the knock on the door. Murmured voices came through as she finished the last sum and packed her school bag for the next day. Maybe she could cycle for a while before dinner, she thought. She was cycling on the street these days. Only the one outside her house, though, with Abba watching over her. Mm -hmm. She went towards the front door where Abba stood talking to Fahim Khali. They caught sight of her and Abba spoke sharply. No going out just now, Nida. But I finished my homework. No, no, no. Nida hadn't heard that in a while. She went yeah. closer and sure enough, there it was. Beard twitching, eyes becoming round. The arms were not flapping. Mm -hmm. But Nida could see that Abba the warrior was back. Sigh. The next morning, when the rickshaw came to pick her up for school, she heard Abba ask the rickshaw bhaiya how things were. They are saying there will be a protest. Abba's beard went all over the place. Nida didn't know what the word meant and thought maybe Abba hated tests, just like her. <laughs> but before she could say anything to him, bhaiya uh, called out a salam and drove off. And drove off. As she entered school, she heard a few teachers saying something about a test. Oh no, was there a test she had forgotten about? <laughs> but class was normal. She handed in her homework yeah. and was pleased to see that only two sums were wrong. The rest of the day was pretty regular. At break, Mariam shared a packet of chips with her and they played Langri Town. Then it was Hindi class and Yasmin Miss started them on a new poem. Just as she had finished reading it out with all the children reciting line by line after her, Preeti Miss came to the class. The children were told to underline all the nouns in the poem the two teachers huddled together, talking in low voices. At dispersal time, Nida noticed the teachers talking to all the rickshaw bhaiyas one by one. It was odd because normally they were in as much of a rush to leave school as the children. But her rickshaw bhaiya didn't tell them anything and soon she was home. Amma gave her a paratha and told her to take a nap after lunch. But I want to go outside, Nida said. I don't have any homework today. Abba said, no going out for a few days. Why? Nida was not happy. Abba said so. Dadi made a <laughs> sound. Dadi often said she had <laughs> never seen a father behave like Abba the warrior. But when yeah. Nida looked at her, she said, 
you have to listen to your parents, Nida. Maybe on Sunday we can go out somewhere. Nida knew Daddy was just trying to distract her. She couldn't argue because Sitwat Khala came in just then saying she had something to discuss. Daddy and Ammi sent Nida inside. Over the next few days, Nida heard the new word again and again. Sometimes it sounded like protest, other times like protest or protest or protest. When she walked to Quran class, she heard the sabziwala say to the woman buying vegetables, hurry up and buy what you want, I'm going to the protest. When she waited for the e-rickshaw to pass so she could cross the road, she heard the driver tell the passengers, it's a little crowded today, the road to the protest. When Imran <laughs> ran off to the end of Quran class instead of walking with her, he shouted out, I'm going to the protest with all my cousins. But no one was telling her what it was. I need a dictionary, Nida thought. So this is what happens. Yeah. There are big things yeah. happening in the world. Children right. are hearing it. Children are imbibing things. You know, they're getting fragments. There's so much information, TV, so social, the social media is around us all the time. Kids get right. to hear, they listen, overhear adult conversations. Samina, I really liked you uh, mentioning about Langri tongue. And you mentioned about uh, cycling. Because today, in uh, today's technology, you know, you have students playing with mobile phone, playing games like Candy Crush or, uh, you know, um, PUBG or, you know, they are busy doing that. So it's really nice that you uh, actually made a point to mention Langdi tongue and I think, yeah, that students should go out and uh, they should know the games that we used to play in our times, which uh, nowadays kids are just glued to their uh, handset, yeah. Yeah. yeah, to their device. That should not be the case, but even parents were helpless. Like for me also, uh, my daughter had her sessions online. I mean, you have to make it a point that they have uh, tech things in place so that they can attend on to classes. So, yeah, but then uh, they should go out. Uh, yeah, that, that has to be there. Uh, I actually want uh, you to give uh, advice to writers because you are more onto uh, media for children, right? Mm -hmm. So, if you can give some advice to the writers who plan to, or, or filmmakers who want to enter this field. So what would be this advice to these budding or aspiring writers and filmmakers? I think, uh, I think the most sort of important thing that I, I consider the most important is you must live. You must yeah. engage with the world, which is not your own. You must step out of your comfort zone and explore the world and try things and observe and interact with people and talk to people who you may not necessarily come across in your everyday. Uh, so go outside of your, your little world um, and, and try to explore as much as you can because to, to write something, to create anything, you should have something you want to say. And where does that something you want to say come from? It can only come from having lived and seen something and th that having made you think of something. I think that's really the most important thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, there's another thing. Now you are a filmmaker. Can we just talk a, a little bit uh, about uh, the filmmaking process also? Sure. 
yeah maybe yes i am aware of the time yeah all right so just one or two more questions to go so um talking about this filmmaking um you have uh, again you know travel is always there so this film uh the name is jagriti express and jagriti yatra so it's more about the train journey so how did this idea come about so this is actually it's a commissioned film um so the jagriti yatra is an annual event i mean i, I don't think it must have happened in the uh pandemic but otherwise it's an annual event which is organized by this organization that works towards um young, getting young people sort of sensitizing them making them more aware of you know what are the challenges that india faces by taking them on this journey where they see a lot of india they see it in its all in, in all its diversity they meet with different people from many of the places where they stop they go and visit organizations non governmental organizations sometimes even big corporate organizations differently things like that and they work with uh, college students um, mainly up, it's up, up to a certain sort of early 20s and the idea is for them to be able to think about um, you know how they would like to contribute towards trying to fix the challenges that india faces um so it was a commissioned film and for me it was really um uh, about being able to uh, again talk to young people to see how do they uh, respond to something like that you know like what what are the ideas that they had about india before and the how does that change you know big like i said i think it's really important to go out of your comfort zone and this does definitely like having to spend two weeks on a train is a difficult thing you know so it does get in your comfort zone so right. um there's that, one more question that i would like to ask you no um you know there was a time when i had conducted a class for visually impaired students and i really got to understand how important it is the sound the way you speak and for them they used to actually hear me out and at the end of the session when i completed with the program we actually had a drama for them where uh, they played their parts and amazingly did and sound really mattered Mm. so hearing it out they they would ask me to actually record the dialogue for them and then they would do the rehearsal and amazing they were so i uh, uh, got to know you are into sound files you started off with this so if you can just throw some light on this also uh so this is a initiative that uh, some of us took as part of a uh, we do a film festival every year in delhi um okay. and the idea was to be able to actually uh, think we uh, we feel that you know the visual gets primacy most of the time and we are right sort of getting bombarded with visual messaging all the time but sound is also very critical and how right. to uh, think about sound and how to uh, get people to focus a little bit on that hmm. so sound files uh, was an initiative started to try to do that and we asked people to create uh, <clears throat> we did it for a few years and sometimes it had a thematic um so we asked people to create and send in entries of maximum up to 7 minutes length so that okay. that means that we can um, play that in the same way as we screen films so we are sitting right. it's a kind of collective listening and it's in a right. darkened auditorium but we are just listening and not seeing so sometimes there would be subtitles that would come sometimes for dialogue but other than that it is just the focus on sound, sound. and how sound allows us to actually create narrative to create kind of emotional narratives also and make people feel things um, so that was the idea 
So I, I think I have loads of questions, but Nidhi has been texting and uh, yeah, yeah, I think we are running short of time. So it was great uh, talking to you, Samina. And the more I got to know about the research that I was doing, it was amazing. And I felt like talking, I think I'll be connecting uh, personally also. And, uh, uh, you know, that it was really great to share the screen with you and have a word with you. So, Thank you so yeah. very much. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Beyond. Beyond.